0: Piss, 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 piss. piss, 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 piss. Howdy there, sir, and welcome back to Endgame Riverdale Podcast, where two slots and also a third-person review, a sexy, sexy show. I am your first host, Ducky.
1: I'm your second host, Tubby, and I'm your third host, No Name Disease.
0: An alternate universe where the Winter Soldier was also a duck called Ducky Darts. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: okay. I know pop culture.
0: Sure, but you wouldn't know Bucky Barnes.
1: Barnes & Noble?
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was the co-creator with Alfred Nobel.
1: Yeah, he's the co-founder of Barnes & Noble, no I don't believe it. Oh, he's really cool because he has a metal arm, he was a disability rights activist. You're with me and I'm not going to tolerate it. I'm not paying rent this month. He went on on a mission trip to Africa for a while.
0: (laughs) We can do Wattpad.
1: Today we're reading Not Your Lapdog. In Alpha, Beta, and Omega Thick. We're on chapter three. Hiram Lodge was going to take the main character, whose name I can't remember right now. um, Brayden. Brayden. On a date, but also kind of like, because Brayden's an Omega Hiram, when Brayden turns 18 is going to take them.
0: Yeah, he has some deal with braden's parents
1: yeah one direction type beat.
0: yeah he's being sold
1: chapter three by gay and girl right i smile at the mirror i look pretty good i'd fix my hair and worn a fancy black lace shirt and tight black jeans if you go out with cheryl you always have to dress up a little i still wear my normal shoes because dress shoes can fuck off
0: Valid take <laughs>
1: I walk down the stairs and try to ignore the fact that Lodge is still standing at the table and licked his lips when I came down. Fucking gross. That's in the story. Fucking gross. My mom hugs me before I walk out and I watch as Cheryl pulls up Reggie right behind her. I hate you for this, you know, I say to her and she only smirks. I'm trying to save you from being Hiram Lodge's bitch, so I think you should thank me, she says as she drives. Got him. I slug her in the arm, which makes her almost turn off the road, and she gives me a death glare, but I only laugh before sighing. You can do that.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 okay,
1: <laughs> perhaps we can st- I don't know how that fucking <laughs> yeah, right? Reggie is at my door before I can even attempt to open it. He opens it for me and smiles. It's not sweet, more like cocky. He links his arm with mine. I would love if a vampire would come and kill me now, or Reggie. Either works for me. I forgot. (laughs) I completely forgot this was also vampires and werewolves. We have
0: to. So, we both agree that there has to be a vampire love interest, right?
1: Who is... Who... Wait. Reggie's a werewolf, right?
0: Yes. Reggie's a werewolf. Hiram is a werewolf, which means we have to have a vampire interest. I think... It's either FP or Jughead.
1: I have to read the intro to this again. It I would be awesome.
0: an absolutely insane play to make it Tallboy, though.
1: It's Alice.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's such a good point. Is Alice a vampire or is Alice a werewolf? Wait, she are was...
1: they... they said it was the north and south side. Uh, oh yeah, but god. Alice
0: was originally from the south side. And Alice was I... a serpent. And but that blossoms are werewolves, right? Which means by extension, Hal Cooper is a werewolf. Alice being from the south side and being a serpent makes sense that she would be a vampire, which means that Alice and Hal Cooper had an interspecial marriage.
1: <laughs> interspecial.
0: Yeah, what else would vampires and werewolves be?
1: Oh.
0: If not species. <laughs> which would I, I? the important thing here is that Betty is like a mule in the, in the sense that I don't think she can have fertile offspring personally
1: I would love if a vampire would come and kill me now or Reggie either works for me no? damn it we walk in and take a seat in the far corner I prefer to sit at the bar but that's just cause a little flirty can usually get me free drinks hey period Sorry, (laughs) with great power comes the need to abuse it killer line love it i love that
0: how does he cope with all that fucking game
1: with great power comes the need to abuse it
0: that's reggie
1: i'll go order food cheryl says and i shoot her a glare and i can see her smirking again I really, I, I really want to slap that smirk off her face. Oh, gosh. Which Why? I have done, by the way. What? Why? What? Cheryl and I fist fought in an alley. What? Oh, my God, drinks. Our friendship is really special, but I do love it. And her. <laughs> what the fuck? <what> <laughs> that's,
0: that's the most Riverdale sentence. You
1: know what? They captured the essence of the show. Good for them. You're gonna sing tonight, Reggie asks, but it's not really a question. No, it's fucking not. <laughs> it's just it's a not. statement. He's got more of a "You are going to sing tonight" kind of tone when he says it. Thanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got it.
1: And then goes and writes what I'm assuming is my name. There you go. You know, I don't think I've ever heard you sing, Reggie says happily. Okay, he's being a little cute right now, but just a really small bit. He's still a cocky, arrogant asshole. I fully thought I was gonna say he's still a cock.
0: Why? (laughs) What in the Britain? He's such a little cock.
1: (laughs) Cheryl returns. Listen, I would say that. Cheryl returns, period.
0: (laughs) 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 The shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept, Cheryl returned. (laughs)
1: Cheryl returns is an amazing line. I love that so much. (laughs) Have you signed up yet? She asks, and I kick her under the table just because I feel like it honestly. (laughs) She lets out a grunt of pain, and Reggie looks quizzically at her. Accidentally hit the table, she says, and I smile to myself. I think this is flirty.
0: Between Reggie. No, it can't Cheryl and Dream. Cheryl Sher- and Brayden?
1: Braden is gay, though.
0: And Cheryl... That's...
1: But they could be weird. Gay. Oh, I should probably add the song I say looking for any excuse to get away from him. I take my time walking and thinking for a song. I smirk suddenly when I think of the song and write it quickly and then scan the list to see who else is here. I smile widely when I read Betty Cooper. I scan the room until I spot her. I walk over and she smiles when she sees me. I thought you weren't coming tonight," she said. If I hear the word "smile" one more time, I will bash my.
0: Everyone's sword. so smiley. Smile. Are we and at I the smile. mall? Where are we?
1: <laughs> I think a bar. I think What's... a bar. It's a
0: bar. What did all of these children get into a bar? They're adults.
1: No, well, they're not. Wait, no, they're <laughs> yeah, not. They're, <laughs> the... they're it's, such a
0: big... it's actually such a big plot point that none of them are adults.
1: Well, they can drink, apparently. And and that, they can't. Yes, they can. They're just doing it. They'll, they said they go to the bar and get drinks. Oh, uh, well,
0: they, they, they go can. password and they go, oof, oof, and they go, that's correct.
1: <laughs> 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 that really got you, huh? I <laughs> thought you weren't coming tonight, she says, and I sigh. I wasn't planning on it, but I wanted an excuse not to be stuck with Reggie at dinner, but I called Cheryl for some reason. I say, and Betty smiles apologetically. Okay, I'm bashing my skull and as we're speaking. How about we join you guys, Archie suggests, and Betty nods in agreement. Why the fuck's Archie there? Because he's with Betty. Oh, thank God. Cheryl keeps leaving me alone with him, I say, and they follow me to the table. It's actually not that bad now that Archie's here for Reggie to talk to, and I have Betty to help me kick Cheryl under the table. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Taking turns. That's funny, but she doesn't seem to care that much and ends up kicking me with her heel, which fucking hurts. But it makes us all laugh after a moment, which confuses the boys.
0: These people must have in shins of steel.
1: Aren't (laughs) you also a, a boy? Yeah, the character's also a boy. Then why is the character referring to the other boys as the boys? The Kurt Hummel effect. (laughs) Kurt Hummel and his consequences.
0: Brayden goes up and sings single ladies.
1: He sings Rose's Turn. (laughs) I hear the announcer call my name and I smile at the others before walking on stage. What do we think is playing?
0: I don't know. Mad World?
1: I was gonna say depressed people oh, stress on I hear the instrumental begin to play and I smile and stare directly at Reggie as I begin even if he kills me for this it's so worth
0: it what all the single ladies all the single <laughs> ladies
1: The room fills with applause and I take a bat we cut the song part <laughs> oh my god That's that so head canoning cold. that it was Rose's turn the, the room fills with applause and I take a bow. I walk back to the table and notice Reggie's gone. You made him storm out, Betty says, and I sigh in relief. I'm just glad he's gone, I say, and rest my head on the table.
0: What possible performance of what song could get Rose's to... turn. The song was called I Hate Reggie.
1: <laughs> the song was called I Hate Your Car. <laughs> That's funny. Looks like I spoke too soon, Betty whispers, and I don't get to process the words as a hand grabs my wrist roughly and begins to drag me outside. Nobody's going to do anything. Thanks. What the hell was that, he yells as he turns me to face him, and I flinch when he takes a step closer to me. I was singing what you asked me to do, I reply, trying to keep my voice steady and at least a little respectful. We both know you picked that song to be a dick, he growls, and I back into the wall, his hands on either side of me. Oh no! Well, this escalated quicker than I thought it would. It's just a song that I used to listen to a lot. I reply, and I'm not even trying to hide that it's a lie at this point. Nothing I say. What fucking song? Did I you don't say? know. I'm so
0: upset about the fact that they just specify the song.
1: It was "Loathing" from Wicked.
0: <laughs> isn't that a isn't that a duet?
1: Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just staring in silence at Reggie during his parts of the song.
1: I told you that I'm not getting with anyone right now. I snap and then cover my mouth. I didn't mean to snap at you. I whisper and look down. What?
0: What a I'm... sussy little baka move.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, which you most likely don't, it's very against the rules for an Omega to snap at an Alpha. Like, I could get beat for this. What?
0: I feel like this world isn't good.
1: No. You're lucky I don't beat the hell out of you for that. Now you listen here. You will be mine one way or another, he says. And grabs my jaw hard before letting go and heading back inside. I I can tell it's going to bruise already. (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck was you? I, not how I cry act. for a minute before violently wiping my eyes. Why would you wipe them violently and walk back inside? What is going on? Like. <laughs> i sit so long i sit between betty and archie and stare at the table the rest of the night not bothering to eat or acknowledge anyone else at the table i feel betty lightly rub my arm and i turn just enough to flash a pain pain smile before going back to staring at the table cheryl takes me home at the end of the night and no words are exchanged i'm fucking pissed at her right now when she parks in front of my house i smile at her stop before running (laughs) to my room locking the door and begin to cry why do I have to be damn Omega? Why does Reggie <laughs> have to want me? Why don't I get a say in my life? I wipe the tears away and sigh. I thought he was bad before. Who knows what he's going to do now? I whisper in lay in bed. Maybe I'll just die in my sleep. That's the best case scenario at this point. Oh dear. End of chapter three. Lovely. Join you want to hear the comments?
0: I so badly want to hear the comments. I'm um, right? Cisco 49.
1: This is a good name. Moonchild Dildo said. <laughs> 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 we have nothing you would have prepared me for that. Except that it's Moonchild D1LD0 because somebody already had Moonchild Dildo. <laughs> I think they had to censor it because otherwise they wouldn't have allowed the name.
0: To mm, be honest. Nah. So- Unrealistic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they said your satire style of writing makes this so entertaining. What's satire? <laughs> That's not <laughs> satire, my dudes. Then Then, of Nevada, Herb 6. <laughs> what is that? S- suggested that it's a song from Victorious that they sing.
0: Called Take a Hint. Yes. <laughs> what a good guess.
1: That is an amazing guess. That is right. That's, That's correct. so
0: right. Do you see the last comment?
1: Yeah, I'm getting it now.
0: Okay.
1: Where it says this comment is offensive. Yeah. That's shit in my eyes. It says shit in my eyes.
0: Also, I love it. God, God bless- This comment has been reported as offensive. Just the idea that there's someone whose job it is to look through Wattpad comments. And they just find where it says, it says shit my eyes. What a nine to five.
1: My brain went, working nine to five. What a way to shit my eyes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what Brayden's saying, actually.
1: Take a hint, take a hint, man.
0: So this episode is split into four parts. Part one is Jughead dueling Brett in a variety of scenarios. Part two is Betty and Alice trying to uncover the overarching mystery. Part three is Frank's buddy Tom or something shows up from his time in the army or whatever. And then the last one is Veronica really doing her own thing and speakeasy. And bones.
1: I have a take on this episode, which is that every single plotline, like individually, like Veronica's plotline, Archie's plotline, Betty's plotline, are all the most them plotlines they could possibly have.
0: Yeah. I've been waiting for this episode specifically. For like, I've been waiting for this Jug plotline and I've been waiting for this Archie yeah. plotline for this entire season. Like these are the ones that stick out to me. Yeah.
1: Jug, betty archie and veronica's are all so their personalities which makes the episode not go very well because all the things are wildly different that are happening and don't go together at all yeah but it's every time they're on screen i'm like yeah this is what would happen to you
0: this show like slowly but surely becomes less and less of a group of friends and becomes more and more for completely distinct and separate people are experiencing things
1: Even the way they filmed it, though, was like, yeah, that's the way that they see the world. Smithers and Veronica are road tripping, (laughs) baby. I want an episode about that. (laughs) Me too. Smithers is an underrated Um, character. I love it. Veronica's going to meet Katie Keene to go shopping before she has her Barnard interview. They mentioned specifically that they're going to New York. And that they're going to get to Manhattan and then she's going to split away from her parents and that New York is her town.
0: There's no way that they're currently just in a different borough of New York City.
1: That's what I'm saying. No matter how New York like, works, what you think, the fact that they keep that all the canon things say that it's New York is fucking crazy. It's not New York. It's literally not. Like, it's not. Isn't New York like a really tiny state?
0: Plus, later they're like, oh, I'll do long distance with Archie. Long distance is not, like, a 15-minute train ride.
1: I know. It's literally not New York. What about the salmon? (laughs) The cannibalism laws, my people. It's not New York.
0: Explain the salmon.
1: No, the cannibalism laws, it's Idaho. The
0: cannibalism laws are so down on the list of things that matter.
1: No, Salmon matter to me. No, the thing is, Ohio has laws against desecrating a corpse, which would include capitalism, so it could be in Ohio. If they were in Ohio, there would be a Glee crossover, so I don't believe that. (laughs) Anyway, Alice just had a meeting with Honey where he said Betty is suspended, can't be the editor anymore, can't go to prom, and that Brett's getting a restraining order against her.
0: The last one's valid.
1: The last one's valid.
0: Also, I don't know how you can fire someone from being the editor of The Blue and Gold when they are all, they're all—they're the only person at The Blue and Gold currently. No, I
1: thought that was not... List of Mr. Honey's crimes. He literally ended The Blue and Gold because of what Betty did.
0: And you can be suspended for a week. I'm fine with that. I'm
1: fine with that. But why the fuck does she need... I don't think she needs to be banned from prom either.
0: No, this is the beginning of Mr. Honey hates prom for a really weird, never explained reason.
1: Betty then for some reason Betty and Alice are like all buddy buddy this episode I don't know why yeah I don't Um, know and no one explains but Betty shows Alice her murder board and says here's my latest murder board and I was like
0: I'm so shocked that Mrs. If you have sex they won't let you into college is so chill with like oh you spend most of your time trying to investigate a murder about a suicide that wasn't a murder
1: Alice is not Alice in this episode no she's not I think this episode doesn't usually write Riverdale episodes. Alice Um, is better. No, Alice is better. I liked her and Betty, like, solving things together. Except she finds out Betty has sex once again. It's so
0: funny, but it's really funny when she does.
1: Then, Betty and Alice look at the murder board again, except this time the murder board is in their living room, so they took it all apart and they brought it over here.
0: Can you imagine chopping, like, bananas? And you just look over, and it's Student found dead. I don't know what I'd do.
1: Keep chopping the banana.
0: Like, do you think? Like, I don't remember how many episodes ago they were like, "Oh, set the table." The boys are outside. Do you think they still do that? But also, right next to them is a big murder board.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the vibe. It's the kitchen decor. This is your friendly reminder that Charles is evil. I was oh my god! Foreshadowing. Alice and Betty standing in the blue and gold, silently, un- like taking pins out of this fucking board, and then carrying it home and putting it all back together, and then having this conversation.
0: No, you have to remember they had to go to Staples to get another board. <laughs> <laughs> Bush, They had that board in storage. They bought that oh, special.
1: Oh, could have had that board? Cal's I believe. What? <laughs> okay, it could be in the attic.
0: You're telling me they found Hal's serial killer board? They're like, yes. we could repurpose this.
1: <laughs> Betty would do that. That's in character. Yeah, it is in character. They're a waste baby. Then Ted Bishop tries to kill new Fred, and Archie Flynn riders his ass.
0: Many people Flynn rider their ass today.
1: <laughs> what is <a sentence.
0: laughs> I love a phone call that just goes, they found Ducky dead. Oops.
1: I really thought this was someone's pet duck.
0: Is this girl a mercenary?
1: I think her husband, whoever Ducky's Ducky is,
0: Ducky was a mercenary. <laughs> Ducky D Killer.
1: The same vibes as Bingo. <laughs> Fucking Sergeant Bingo. Who Bingo was just- no longer his name-o. nameo. <laughs>
0: Quack quack, bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then we have the FP scene where we found I... out FP is a vet?
0: Yeah. What war did he fight in? Told... The war. When?
1: In Yugoslavia. Is what? that it?
0: Was that the right? No, scene? that's the Archie one. Was he in Afghanistan?
1: <laughs> Maybe Vietnam? Not Vietnam.
0: No, Vietnam ended. He went not to, in this
1: universe.
0: He went to school in the 90s.
1: I think he was, like, in the reserves or something, and he's just saying this.
0: He, oh, he wants the clout?
1: Yeah, that's FP's funny. He's
0: clout chasing being a veteran? Chasing <laughs> being a veteran. Not cool, man.
1: Maybe he went... No, because he didn't go to college. So Ducky to
0: died school. for this country. All right.
1: I think timeline-wise, F.P. could not have been a vet
0: maybe he just had a very fast dishonorable discharge
1: that's funny to me okay the next scene is riverdale assuming for absolutely no reason that everyone who watches riverdale has also seen katie Keene.
0: no this With... was a promo for katie Keene.
1: it's a promo
0: yeah the katie keen wasn't out when this came out
1: hold on it wasn't out
0: yeah so, this episode aired February 5th, and the first episode of Katie Keene aired the day after, February 6th. So, this, this episode was meant to be partially a promo for that show. Also, it's weird for this to be a promo to Katie Keene, because Katie Keene is set at least six months, maybe a year, after the events of this episode.
1: Oh. Then, Ted... Is following orders to kill New Fred. And I think they capture Ted. They do. But this plot immediately follows the shopping montage. Yeah. And I was like, what a show. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we should do an ad break before we have to talk about bones.
0: Okay, that's fair. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Riverdale Book Club, the podcast and a podcast we have been reading through Riverdale a day before by Michael Osto. One thing of note here. Michael Osto is a woman.
1: What? Is it a pen name? Michelle?
0: No, M M I C O L. Nicole. Anyway, seeing as we're reading an Archie chapter, um, it's a good time to give a refresher that Nicole believes that Archie is truly in love with Geraldine Grundy and that everyone is misunderstanding their relationship. Okay, chapter 12. Hey, Red, you want to share that wire rope or were you planning on asking it to the prom? What? Oh, sorry. I looked up to find Lenny, my dad's foreman for this job, standing over me, eyeing my wheelbarrow and laughing. Just bring it over to that pile, I pointed. I got distracted. I'll say you've been standing here for almost 10 minutes straight staring into space. Your dad sent me out here to tell you to meet him in the trailer. Right, I said. Even when the boss was your dad. Or maybe make that especially when the boss is your dad. Boring. I Look, I don't know what to tell you. When he's writing about a 12-hour time period... When she's writing about a 12-hour time period, it sort of does something. There's Nicole, only so many things.
1: I'll take boring work talk over pedophilia. You
0: know we'll what? get there. There's no way Geraldine's not showing up.
1: Please, God. I dislike you, Nicole. <laughs> Nicole, are you satisfied with your life? <laughs> <laughs> I'm genuinely asking.
0: When you were when you were a young child, you'd be like, I want to write boring fiction for some of the most wild series that have ever existed?
1: Is this what you pictured being happy to look
0: like? <laughs> Nicole was told that she had to write a whole book about the stuff they cut from the show. That
1: is so true.
0: I'm thinking if I sorry if someone was given the task. Write about Riverdale the day before. Why the hell wouldn't you focus on Polly, Cheryl, Jason? The three characters that had a very interesting plot that we didn't see in the day before Riverdale.
1: I would literally make the whole book about Jason and Polly.
0: Yeah.
1: Specifically, Polly, because she would be like, she was waiting for him to show up.
0: I know. You, you would have Polly, or Polly being sent to the sisters. Cheryl planning with Jason and like Jason like stressed about Polly and that like that's actually interesting character relations that we don't get from the show.
1: I'd be fine if she retconned things a little bit to make drama for the book. Like that would be okay. But she's just doing so much.
0: No she's doing so little.
1: It's both. Literally right from FP's perspective.
0: Yeah, FP struggling with the fact that, like, he just killed this kid.
1: Yeah. So I think what happened... Like, I don't think they would let her write a book that wasn't about the main characters.
0: That's probably true. Cheryl's a main character right from her perspective. I don't know. Write about Heather. Yeah, write a Heather chapter. Dedicated Heather chapter. Oh, I guess the pitch for this book was supposed to be, like, what was their status quo? Like, like... This is just telling me that Riverdale is boring as fuck. Which we knew! Jughead literally know. says that!
1: <laughs> nobody wants to see... There's a reason the show starts at that point, and it's because nobody wants to fucking know what happened before, because it's boring.
0: Anyway, I'll get back. I'm gonna skip some things. Da, 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 paper, brown paper bag. Oh, Archie got lunch. Archie says that Fred's nepotistic for letting him eat inside air conditioning. Archie thinks Pop would be upset that Fred made him a sandwich.
1: His father? What the fuck is that? Nicole, I think you suck. I honestly don't like you. The line is,
0: speaking of loyalties, Pop would not be happy to see this, but he gets more than enough of our business. This was barely a drop in the bucket.
1: You don't have to justify eating food that your father fucking made.
0: Pops is like, if you have one meal that isn't benefiting me financially, I will kill you.
1: You have to go to like every small business and be like, I'm so sorry, I ate granola today.
0: Anyway, thinking of Pops made me think of Jughead, which brought me back to our conversation last week. Oh crap. In a flash, I remember two things. First, that Jug and I were supposed to go to Centerville tomorrow, and I wouldn't be able to. Second, that the reason I wouldn't be able to was because of my plans with Geraldine. Plans I still hadn't told my dad about. I hated to lie to my dad. So far, things with Geraldine had been mostly lies of omission. I just hadn't told him what I'd been up to recently. But like it or not, I was going to be away overnight tonight. Uh, Jug and I, we were going to hang out. What could be more believable? Jug and I spend 4th together every year. Right, right. And how's Betty's internship going? The thing was, I didn't know much about how Betty's internship was going. We'd barely talked or texted since she left. Um, it's good. She's good. She's having fun. It's just a lie of omission, I told myself. A white lie, barely even untrue. Glad to hear it, Dad said. Although I miss having her around. You guys make a cute couple. I blushed. The curse of being a redhead.
1: What? Redhead. Is it- is it blushing? Yeah,
0: only redheads blush. Did you know that? It's a fun fact about redheads. Don't worry, I'm not gonna get on your case, Arch. You think I wasn't the same way at your age? Sneaking out the back door when my parents weren't looking so I could meet up with girls? So you could meet up with mom? Sure. Mom. He smirked. What's that look? Did I want to know. This whole man-to-man thing with my dad was a little much. Fred fucks.
1: I think what that really meant though, is Archie took it as like, oh, Fred went with multiple girls, but what Fred meant was it wasn't girls.
0: <laughs> it was FP. Oh, <gasps> the drama. If Nicole wrote Fred is gay, I'd take everything back. I'd be like the whole book was worth it. I agree. Never mind, I'm just rambling. You guys have fun. Let me know how Jug's doing. Will do, I said, wondering why my dad would be curious about Jughead's state. I guess I wasn't the only one telling little white lies these days. Not a lie, I corrected myself, an omission. Dad was omitting things, hiding things from me. It didn't really sound that much better. End of chapter. A text exchange. Oh no.
1: Is it bad?
0: Ben, you sure you can't see me today? I miss you. Geraldine. Today's not gonna work. I have plans. Ben. But, Geraldine, I said I have plans. Your lesson isn't until next week. If you come sooner, it might look suspicious. Ben. Aren't you sick of sneaking around, though? Wouldn't you rather just have everything out in the open? Geraldine, I understand you're frustrated. But once this is out in the open, it's all over. Is that really what you want? Wouldn't you rather just be patient instead? Ben, I guess, but I don't like it. Geraldine, enjoy the fourth. I'll see you next week. Oh, she understands it's abuse.
1: But I didn't want to know that. That
0: sucks.
1: So My God. That is
0: retconning things to make- Oh,
1: that is, t- is so bad.
0: Sarah, I, I, just in case you don't, like you're not as entrenched in this. Ben is the character from season two that Geraldine is with when she dies. And the implication here is that she was with Ben when she was with Archie and that she is assaulting many children at the same time.
1: Where before the implication was many children, one after the other, so I mean it's not...
0: This highlights the abuse angle of it.
1: It better, does better. make me feel slightly
0: better. This also rides the line well between you at Archie's perspective and him like visualizing this as a relationship that he cares about. And then this as like the only time you get Geraldine's perspective and it's really clear that she's using these two boys.
1: I still hate it though. I don't like it. To
0: be clear, I don't like it. There's many better ways to do this and it's probably not best to be tackled by a teen show. But this is the closest we ever get to Geraldine explicitly being an abuser. And I think for Nicole, and I can't say what she was thinking, but I imagine it was... A difficulty writing an abuse plotline from the perspective of someone that truly believes they're in love and trying to communicate that it really is abuse. And I don't think she necessarily did a good job, but I think that shows she tried.
1: I did not love that. That made me so sad for Ben, though.
0: I know, and we only see Ben that one time.
1: Well, then we see him when he jumps out a window wow i don't like this really
0: killed no. the vibes
1: <laughs> no well it's a perfect fucking segue <laughs> into nick motherfucking st Clair that we have to talk about now
0: you mean bones um, this one plot line knocks this episode down like five pegs
1: It's so bad i have to talk about it but i don't want to i also don't want to nick st Clair, also known as bones goes to the maple club it reveals that he's gotten into harvard um tony's talking to him she doesn't know who he is cheryl walks into the room sees him has flashbacks to him trying to assault her and then turns around and leaves well like i could talk about this more later when we get into the plotline more but the fact that they keep dragging this character back into the show is actually solely guy. just to create random drama that doesn't matter at this point, they're just like, oh, what characters who were bad in the past could be bring back to, like, create drama? And they're doing it. It gives nothing to the episode except for being triggering to people. Yeah. So
0: I like I think they just like making Cheryl sad. Like, I and like I don't think they know how to deal with Cheryl's trauma. In a way that isn't just bringing back the thing that traumatized her.
1: No, that's literally what they do with her every time. But I don't like that they treat Nick St. Clair like he's just another, like, like line. villain character to bring. Like, yeah, he's just another plot line to reuse over and over.
0: It'd be like if they just continually brought back Grundy. And you're like, no, yeah. don't do that.
1: It would be like that. It's so ridiculous. I hate this. Um... This so unfortunate. I? Army Marmaduke meets
0: with Betty. So I love this because it, did they just get grab him from the army? <laughs> How did he get here?
1: Oh, the army just <laughs> You're fucking stationed in Yugoslavia. What
0: happened?
1: He says Chipping encouraged him to join the army and that Brett has a videotape of him having sex. With Donna. Yeah,
0: that's a cool t- plot thing.
1: I like the that's worst. actually
0: like they set up a thing. They had a weird moment where Moose had sex with Donna and you're like, why did Moose have sex with Donna? And then they have a later thing where you see Brett recording like uh, um, Jug and Betty. And then you get this confirmation later that those two facts link. They actually wrote a story that was consistent across episodes. Look, is that the basics of storytelling? Yeah, but is that impressive for fucking Riverdale? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs>
1: then Brett sees Benny and Alice looking through his dorm. And um, he's like, what the fuck? And Brett reading? it basically says he does have a tape of Benny and Jackhead having sex. I think I really like Lily Reinhardt's line delivery in this part. Where she goes, do you have a tape of me and Jughead? And Alice goes, oh my god. And she goes, mom, calm down. <laughs> that was a good line.
0: This is especially funny because Alice is once again upset for like maybe college reasons while she's investigating a murder with her child. Yeah.
1: And once again, learns that her daughter has sex. That, I don't think that's, that's what she's surprised many- about. I think she's surprised that Brett recorded it.
0: Can we talk about how this scene canonizes that Donna's super chill with her sex tape being released? Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, I like that for her character. Kind I of vibes, her. actually.
1: I love her so much.
0: Donna's the best character at Stonewall.
1: <laughs> then Katie and Veronica have a sad little chat where you find out the Jonas Brothers performed at a cute era!
0: Are they at a bar?
1: Anyway, this means that still no, exists in this universe, and Mr. Perfectly Fine will be released around the time It's 2021 happens.
0: That's you know what? That's actually fair lore. I'll take that.
1: Okay, so Katie's crying because her mom is dying or whatever.
0: They have they have <laughs> shots of alcohol. <laughs>
1: And
0: you said of whatever got me. That was so mean. Oh my god. The fr- the ch- one, there's so many things about this. Everything in this scene doesn't mix with everything else in the scene. They talk about the Jonas Brothers and then her mom dying. And then they have a crowd shot of they have just two glasses of rum. And I'm like, what's happening? Who Whose fault is this scene? So funny. Um. Mind and you, then, why are they at this bar? In like five minutes they're seeing a drag show.
1: Cheryl then recaps all the bones shit to Tony and Tony says that she's tragically had a similar experience
0: and that's never very brought sad up again.
1: However, important Lord. Tony says before I moved to Riverdale, Our family is native to Riverdale. (laughs) (laughs) They fought the serpent. They They lived on the land before the pilgrims got here. What do you mean you moved to Riverdale? What the fuck? Shit!
0: God, this show sucks.
1: Why would they say that? I don't
0: know. I don't know. I don't know what this is. I don't know why they're like, no, let's actually pro- retroactively also make the only other lesbian an assault victim. I don't yeah. fucking know what the point of any of well, this she's was. Well, bisexual. But That's yeah. That's so true. I'm convinced this episode was written in a haze.
1: I also dislike it because it seems like, obviously Cheryl's upset, but like the- the repercussions I guess of these things happening to both of them are like non-existent like that's the thing they don't don't... it doesn't affect them especially they've been dating for like over a year right at this point probably yeah I'm like I know that people don't always tell each other if they've been assaulted or something but I feel like it would be relevant yeah this deep into your relationship it really is and it's also like a thing about trauma responses. like it's just a whole fucking can of worms they opened up for no bloody reason yeah it has no effect on them ever. yeah like if you if you actually care about this plotline, if you want to like do it well then you have to actually do it you can't just like drop it and be like this is a thing now and then just never deal with it again It also, it's kind of like, I don't know, I kind of felt like it was like, oh, I feel bad for you because that has also happened to me. It's sort of like, that's terrible. Yeah. I feel bad. Like,
0: there could have, this plot line shouldn't have happened, but there's many ways that Tony could have been compassionate.
1: Yes. Without.
0: Making her also the victim of assault. No, it
1: just made it feel like. Especially the thing she does to Nick later yeah. feels very like it doesn't feel like she's trying to help Cheryl. It, it feels, feels like she's like, doing yes. it for herself. Yeah, it feels like she ha- is having a yeah. And I'm responds. like, what? Why? Um. Ted escapes and attacks Archie, and this scene's funny. All right, this yeah, seems he almost, funny. He honestly almost kills Archie, and you know what? He almost kills Archie. Then Archie rips a pipe off of a sink and hits him with it. Then Kevin Keller walks into the room and just kind of stands there like a kid who just like (laughs) threw up and is standing by your bed. (laughs) He just stands there and he's just like, what's up? And then the fight keeps going. And Kevin is just there. In the
0: hallways. I don't know how the fight continues in the hallways, in the middle of school. Not a single person stops. No. They go into the freaking lounge room where there's always at least 20 people empty. No. It no. feels like I'm watching a Marvel fight. I don't know why, but what? this... Why way they filmed this shit?
1: They get close-ups and angles, and it's actually filmed like pretty well for a fight. Like, too well.
0: Shout out to them br- fully breaking through a-, a stall in the bathroom. Well. Killer moment.
1: Brett is like, Jug. if I win, I want your Baxter Brothers contract. And Jug is like, Brett, I don't give a shit. <laughs> You're not <gonna> getting it. <laughs> what fucking deal is that? I actually I love, love this moment. Proposes a deal? I've never seen this in shows with somebody proposing a deal and somebody being like, nah. <laughs> not a deal. It's so funny to me. I've decided, I've thought about it. I've consulted with the judges. No.
0: The Brett it's- Jug art is so good. I love
1: that Brett's so confused why Jughead doesn't take this deal as if it's a good deal. Like, I do. T- it's genuinely the worst deal he could have possibly proposed. However, and he's like, why you no take? Why do you no love me? Brett is like, I deserve this Baxter Brothers contract. I'm a better writer than you. And he's right.
0: Listen. You need to stop. This is your I'm worst not- bit. I-
1: That one sentence about the turkey is better than the entirety of Killing Mr. Honey, and I stand by it. It's better.
0: You're so wrong for that.
1: What is more interesting if you read it? Killing Mr. Honey? Or whatever the fuck was going on with that (laughs) turkey story. Which would you rather read? I'd rather read that turkey story. You're projecting. I would read the hell out of that turkey story. You would too, and you know it. Then they played chess.
0: While they I play chess, Betty
1: it. finds tapes. Then Brett gets an alarm saying somebody found his tapes. And then Brett is like, "Betty found my tapes." And then he says, "The tapes are just squ- Quill and Skull Society confessions." Then they play chess again.
0: Okay, you skipped some things. Only one thing that matters. So they start chess in like the room, the seminar room right? They start playing chess. This isn't relevant. It's very bad chess. And then they have the whole scene in the Quillan skull, and when they resumed the game, they moved the chessboard down to the Quillan skull room. For why? <laughs> Who's carried it like a little baby <laughs> down to the basement?
1: Now it's dark by this point. I'm Googling something about the next thing.
0: About disease?
1: About oh, Hiram.
0: About muscle atrophy? basically okay. it's a neuromuscular okay.
1: disease. It could be listen, scary. listen. Sarah, Hiram is sick with some disease that's going to atrophy his muscles, and he's very, very sick. Is this ever relevant again? Like yes. It- yes. Yes. When?
0: He has a whole dying arc. I know, but then nothing really happened. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It never like goes anywhere. But there is a whole arc where he's dying, and it's yes, my favorite it. arc. It's the Hiram's I dying arc. I'm
1: so excited for Hiram to die. Oh, and really. then I was denied for seasons. Um. Anyway, Hiram's sick, but it doesn't. It's not. He's not. It's. Uh, it's
0: actually. I'm. I'm so excited about this. It's one of my favorite Riverdale arcs.
1: We'll get ready for the worst Riverdale arc. Um, There's so many worst arcs to choose. Nick St. Clair. It's revealed that he was tickled against his will, and then and videotaped, and he's shown the videotape. Tony and Kevin and Fangs yes. orchestrated this. They show him the videotape and they say if he ever assaults another person, she'll release the tape and ruin his life, and Kevin calls him a first class squealer.
0: I find it shocking that they're like, if you ever assault someone again, we'll release this video of you being assaulted, and it's really gonna make you look bad.
1: Riverdale? Okay. Riverdale's fucking decision (laughs) Was to be like, take the rapist guy and do something to him against his will and videotape it. <laughs> but then, just say you'll release the video if you ever somehow find out that he's assaulted someone. I am laughing because I'm uncomfortable, but also this is really stupid. It makes me so mad. I, am s- I hate it. It's not
0: i don't i don't understand why they were like oh how do we resolve the assault plot line assault them back
1: that's my <sighs> guys and nice. the thing is they're supposed the point of it is that it's you're supposed to think it's kind of funny that he was tickled like that's the thing right what i'm not doing? crazy it's not funny no. It's no, so... you're
0: supposed to be like haha he got assaulted it's, and i'm like not- Oh. it's not I don't think it's funny. If
1: for some reason Riverdale was like, oh, yeah, someone assaulted Nick St. Clair, I wouldn't particularly give a shit. But why the fuck are we having the heroes of this TV show assault him in order That's to so get real. like payback? but Cheryl's not even part of this. Like Cheryl, the person who was almost
0: assaulted. And they pretend that like, this is some like emotional resolution to Cheryl's yes, arc. And you know, it's like- not. No, they pretend it's like
1: genuinely like healing for and her. And then because of what they made Tony say earlier, it just reads as Tony taking out her anger about her assault on this random person. Oh, my God. And it also has, like, gay people assault people, I guess. Oh, yeah. No, and then
0: you have to watch a scene of all of the people you're supposed to, like, watch the man that they drug and assaulted and laugh. And you're supposed to be like, yeah, no, that was good. Yeah. Like, this plot line was handled about as poorly as it could have. I know.
1: Honestly, yeah. I don't know how they could have gone beyond that
0: like the only way it could be worse is if they actually sexually yeah. assaulted him. Yeah, that's for for the, the record people yeah.
1: people are listening to this. They didn't sexually do anything to him. They just tickled him and recorded it. I but because not... it the t- where well I'm just going to say that the tickling thing is for fetish content. Yeah. So, yeah, being an unwilling participant in the creation of fetish content is still. No, a form it would be the same assault. thing if somebody like drugged you and then they like recorded videos of like your feet. Yeah. Like- and I would say it is a form <laughs> of sexual assault, but they yeah. don't like have sex with them.
0: What makes me upset about this is that it somehow both tries to be like Nick St. Clair assault bad and also haha assault funny. I know. And I'm like, and- you can't. That's not how did you do that? And the no, thing I is, don't know how they jumped to that.
1: If they wanted to do this plotline for go- some godforsaken reason, I don't care if they wanted to have, like, Cheryl beating him up or something. I would be like, alright. I would whatever. be fine with that. Like, yeah, no fucking head. But what? all the things they've done are terrible. When they have Archie beat him up, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? This is not your thing to do at all. Why? And then this is not their thing to do at all. No, it's really like, not. They, he, doing this thing where they have plot lines about people who were almost assaulted and then they have other people deal with it without that their knowledge
0: yeah like why is cheryl
1: never the one to deal with him and veronica is not the one to deal with him it's archie and it's tony and it's like like no if you want to bring back nick st Clair, have a fucking plot line where veronica and cheryl get together and they punch him in the face and that's the plot line I would deal with it. I'd be like, sure, or like they. Whatever were, I, I don't, don't know, care, fucking. But... I, or like they report him to Harvard admissions, and he gets kicked out. Oh of Harvard. yeah, that would be wonderful. That if you would just actually him kicked out of Harvard. That would actually be a good plot line, and could maybe. Or you could just not do anything with him ever. I mean, that's true. If you really, if you
0: them. really want to continue this plot line, then you have to have Cheryl or Veronica actually emotionally deal with their trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you've established this trauma response. If you want to continue it, then you have to have them develop any sort of coping mechanism, anything related.
1: And that's why I would be fine if the show, like, instead of Archie, like, hitting him or something, if Veronica did or something. Because I'd be like, okay, that's her trying to deal with it. And it's not a good way to deal with it. But I would believe that that was, like, a response someone could have. Like, I don't know. Have someone who is experiencing the problems deal with it in some way that's healthy or that's unhealthy and then they learn that that's not the way they should deal with it. Like...
0: I think Riverdale's allergic to healthy coping responses and is allergic to writing a good assault plotline and I don't know why they keep attempting to do it.
1: No, okay, because we're not at the Donna thing yet, but I feel the need to bring it up because this episode has There's two takes this. on assault and one, there, one you... take is... Men who have assaulted people deserve to be assaulted back. And the other take is women sometimes lie about being assaulted. And those are the takes. How? How are those in the same episode? And how are they both so wrong?
0: And how are they in like the same episode as, I don't know, New Fred's getting murdered?
1: Or oh shopping trip. Going shopping. Oh my god, I hate that they're- I hate that it's like women lie about being assaulted and also if a man has assaulted- if a man has assaulted someone you're dating, it's your responsibility to deal with it because they're your property and they like violated your property. Like that's the vibe that it comes across. I hope I'm being clear when I say that I don't even want a plotline with him at all and I don't want a plotline where they physically like violently attack him or anything either. But I just if would prefer that over everyone else, like Archie physically attacking him and stuff. People who have nothing to do with it, like defending these people that they're dating as if they were asked to. I don't mind the Josie and the Pussycats and Veronica one because they were actually like- No, I don't mind They were rescuing Cheryl and it was-
0: We could have it there. We yes. should have ended. Yes, there. exactly. Anyway, I, I don't want to talk about bones anymore. I no, really I don't know. I just stop. was so mad. No, I this is so bad.
1: It. Everyone laughs at the fucking video of it, and that was just that made me feel like sick. No, like, that actually... was sticky.
0: That That's what made me like half of this episode is fun, but it is dragged down by an other half that is some of the most disgusting aspects of this show.
1: I was so un. No, that scene made me like viscerally uncomfortable. It I, didn't know, really I yeah. didn't know how to deal with it. Not good. I didn't know how to deal with was She's yeah. like, well, "This is
0: icky." What's What's next?
1: Uh, honor. Veronica shit, reveals oh, she's going to Barnard, and she's keeping the last name Lodge. Um, abusive parents who are sick still don't deserve your forgiveness when they've done nothing to earn it. Just because somebody's like- sick. Doesn't mean that you need to, like, forgive them of everything bad they've ever done to you.
0: Her company being called Luna Rum also is a problem, though. <laughs> that is so
1: true. Maybe I'm just reading too much into this one, but it made me not happy to no. be like, yeah, you're an abusive parent, they're sick, so you should just be nice to no, them. No, no, that is what they're doing, and it's really bad. Yeah. Um, This last part of the episode is just shit. And for the record, I will keep saying that I like Donna. I do like Donna. I think this is a really weird thing that they made her do
0: no the whole the whole chipping assault thing didn't yeah. have to happen whenever if you ever hear that Riverdale wrote a, a plotline that involves assault assume it didn't have to happen and the show is worse for it
1: yeah <laughs> Riverdale really when they're bored is like here's just a plotline about assault like I don't get it it's...
0: I want to know who who has the connection to this man. Like, who really loves this character?
1: I feel like maybe... I hope his actor is okay. I feel like as somebody who plays Nick St. Clair, getting a call that you need to come to set must just be like, oh, shit. Oh, my God, that's so true. Like, must he can't have ready? fun doing this. No.
0: I don't know. I don't know what I'm reading this. Because, like, I do really love the, the Brett and Jug bit. I enjoy Veronica in New York. I find the whole the new Fred arc funny. Oh, no, and, until and the last like 10 minutes, this episode is fine. But the last 10 minutes killed this episode. Oh, oh we goodness also goodness
1: fully, goodness there's fully another consent thing in here but that we didn't discuss. Huh? Fucking child pornography. Huh? Uh, no, minor- they're all
0: over 18.
1: No, oh, they're 18. They're 18? Okay, never mind. Still, non-consensual sex tapes. Oh, well, yeah, we didn't talk about that with
0: Brett. No, it's bad. Oh, with Brett. Oh, my God. See, this is such a bad episode. This show? But Brett's, look, Brett's thing is dumb. Brett's thing isn't trying to masquerade as social commentary.
1: No, and Brett's thing is like, this guy who sucks did this bad thing. It's not like this character who's the hero does this bad thing. Or this girl. Yeah,
0: they don't like tape him back.
1: No, yeah. oh, I just think it's unfortunate yeah. to have all of these things in the same episode. What the fuck? If that's how you handle, if that's how shows handle problems, if they were like, well, we're going to orchestrate a situation where Brett has sex and then we're going to videotape it and now we have, like. That
0: would never happen. Brett's asexual. Brett's yeah, right? can correct
1: no no okay hear me out funny plot line where they're they keep trying to get brett into situations (laughs) where he has sex so they can tape it and brett is asexual but they don't know so he just keeps being like no or he'll like meet a girl who's really hot that they set him up with and they like play cards and they keep videotaping it and they keep spending a fortune on tape because they just can't get it and they're so confused by it and Brett is just a little asshole, so he does things like when he doesn't want Jug to come in the room, he like puts a sock on the door, but then nothing's actually going on, and it just can- so continues funny. to spiral and frustrate everyone involved. That's a funny plot line.
0: Or I like the that. the your tapes all along? <laughs> that would be funny. I don't know how I'm gonna edit down the end of this episode. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I'm upset. I wish the black could had cut a- a- Nick Saint
0: Clair. I wish Nick Saint Clair would die.
1: He, I wish he had never appeared He episode. appears again in the fucking devil hell episode. He does? Yes, the he does. Episode. Because that episode's so fun, and then Nick St. Clair fucking appears out of nowhere.
0: They, 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 He's there. He's there. When the episode gets too fun and good, they're like, bring him in.
1: Seriously. You're like, wow, this episode's kind of good. I smell something. I can feel it. It's a
0: rat. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah, so much for listening. Watch the first, like, 20 minutes of this episode. I have been Ducky. Remember when Ducky was the thing?
1: I've been Tubby, who I didn't explain who that is. Tubby's
0: but, a, uh, someone that works at the police department who was... was
1: beaten up by... He's, like, ten.
0: kneecapped.
1: Tubby's stupid and I love it. And I have been no-name disease. I know I changed my name mid-episode, but by God I don't remember it.
0: Go watch Camp Rock.
1: I still don't know what that is.
0: It's a camp that rocks. <laughs> Riverdale, Riverdale brings up things that are, that would be interesting if they explored them fully, but Riverdale doesn't want to have the dedicated time and episode to the emotional aspects of that story that would actually make them effective.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because in order to make the, the Grundy story good, you'd have to have a, a, like a dedicated episode to Archie coming to terms with that emotionally. Yes, and I don't yeah. think they have enough faith in themselves as writers and in their show as a marketable product to do that. Likewise but, and, Cheryl with Nick St. Clair to make this plotline good you'd have to have Cheryl actually coming to terms with what happened to her and like coping with it and learning how like how to go on living yeah. even if it is always something that's going to live with her and like sit and with her.
1: Nick St. Clair I can't see ever being a good plotline. No. Rundi, I can see a world where that was, like, helpful.
0: I can see Nick St. Clair being a good plotline for Veronica. Yes. That first moment. I can see that being an interesting plotline. The longer Nick St. Clair goes on, the the more impossible it is to make it a good plotline. Yeah. And that's because the, the writers never want to put in the emotional work to make their characters actually like grow.